Namaste. The second wave of the COVID pandemic is still rising. Hope you are staying safe and doing well. One of the reasons that has been discussed as responsible for the second uh, COVID wave is the long eight-phase schedule uh, for the recently concluded assembly elections in five states. Madras High Court went as far as to say that the election commission should be charged with murder. In that case, I'm not sure what the courts should be charged with for the crores of printing cases in our country because of which many youngsters spend the best time of their lives as under trials in jails uh, for a period more than they would have spent if they are just convicted. Anyway, since the day election results came out, another humanitarian crisis has been brewing in the state of West Bengal. Opposition party supporters, especially BJP supporters, are being hunted down in every village and every uh, town of the state, even to this day. They are being beaten, raped and murdered. Their houses are being burned. Even their pet dogs are not being spared. There are videos after videos on social media showing the horror unfold. According to the government of Assam, as many as 80,000 to more than a lakh people have fled from their houses in Bengal and are staying in Assam as uh, refugees. What's most interesting is that almost all the victims in, these, uh, uh, in, in, in this uh, spree of violence happen to be Dalit and backward Hindus. Even Hindu supporters of the Trimul Congress are not being spared. So clearly, this is not political violence, but this is targeted, state-supported, religious pogrom against Hindus of West Bengal. You know, for all their uh, boasting about intellectual superiority and uh, winning Nobel Prizes, Bengalis don't seem to have the one most basic requirement for any decent, uh, civilized society. That is, to be able to tolerate differences of opinion and to be able to solve uh, disagreements through debate and discussion. When Adishankara converted Mandana Mishra from an opponent to his uh, follower, he did so by defeating uh, Mandana Mishra in a debate that to one moderated by Mishra, Mandana Mishra's wife herself. That is how civilized people settle their differences, not through violence. It is only the barbarians who go around shouting things like Sir Tan Se Juda, Sir Tan Se Juda every time their fragile, uh, ultra-sensitive uh, sentiments are offended. This is of course not the first time post-election violence has uh, taken place in Bengal. This has been the feature of uh, politics in that state since the beginning. It has happened when Congress was the ruling party and the communists were in the opposition. It happened when communists came to power and Congress or Mamta Banerjee were in the opposition. And, it and it's happening now when Mamta Banerjee is in power and BJP and other parties are in the opposition. In my opinion, there are three main villains in this story of post-poll violence in Bengal. The first and the main culprit, of course, is Mamta Banerjee and her Trinamool Congress party. The long eight-phase election schedule itself was required because Mamta and her party have little faith in letting people vote as they want. They are known to use violence to get their way around. In fact, even while campaigning for elections, Mamta Banerjee had warned BJP supporters of what was coming. Let the central forces leave and the games will begin, she had warned. 
Akela Hobe, she had said, remember? And as promised, as soon as the elections were over the, and results came out, the violence started. Despite all the video evidence coming out, there are senior high-ranking TMC leaders uh, that are denying this uh, violence. Leaders like Derek O'Brien are saying that this is all because of infighting between different uh, factions of BJP. That is the extent of fake news that these TMC propagandists are peddling. The second villain of this uh, saga is the BJP leadership, specifically Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah. To be fair, compared to similar cases uh, previously, BJP leadership had reacted relatively swiftly this time. Party President J.P. Nadda flew to Bengal in a chartered plane accompanied by senior party leaders and spent two days visiting the homes and hospitals uh, to see victimized party workers. They also got the Bengal Governor, National Women's Commission, Child Rights Commission, uh, Scheduled Caste Commission, all to be mobilized. The IT cell of BJP worked overtime to bring out the visuals of the unfolding violence. But there was not a single word from either Modi or Shah. Amit Shah was BJP's chief strategist in Bengal. He was leading the party from the front and he not only had a moral responsibility to stand with his party colleagues but also has a constitutional responsibility as the Home Minister of India to intervene when a state government was perpetuating religious and political pogrom against uh, uh, political opponents. Same is the case with Modi but that's not uh, very surprising. To this day, I have not seen him ever condole violence against his party colleagues by other party workers. Whether it's in Kerala or Karnataka or Tamil Nadu or many times before in Bengal itself. Or when Hindus were subjected to religious violence like when two sadhus and their driver were lynched in the presence of police in Palgar district of Maharashtra last year. The third and final villain of this story in my view is the mainstream media. Like I said earlier, almost all information related to the current violence in Bengal is coming out through videos and photos posted on social media. The mainstream media has turned a totally blind eye to the unfolding humanitarian crisis. Some outlets were even brazen about it, like Asianet News in Kerala uh, and this channel is incidentally owned by a BJP MP, Rajiv Chandrasekhar. When a viewer called Asianet News and inquired about why they were not highlighting the news of violence going on in Bengal, their chief reporter responded by saying that they are not going to show news of Sanghis getting beaten up, which they duly deserved. And these were her exact words. But if this was a bite thief belonging to a particular religion who was caught and beaten by villagers, every media outlet in India would be falling over each other to turn it into an international controversy. Isn't it? Anyway, that's all in this bite from the basement. Hope you like this video. If you do, please share it with your family and friends. If you have some feedback, please feel free to leave a comment. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to this channel. Till I see you again, stay safe, stay healthy. Namaste.